Podcast Movies Edition, presented by Phil Hinton. Hello and welcome to this month's Movies Podcast. Coming up, we discuss the greatest horror movies ever made for Halloween 2010. And uh, the review team are here as always. We've got Chris, Simon, Mark and Jer. Good evening, guys. Hello. Hello. Good evening. They're back. Back indeed for the Halloween special. So I guess listeners will get the idea here. We're just going to talk about our favourite horror movies on Blu-ray at this moment in time and the ones that we recommend you go and watch this Halloween season. Uh, so let's kick things off, guys. What are our favourite Halloween Blu-rays? Are they the old classics or are there some new ones out there which you would recommend this time around? Well, there's very few of the old classics that have actually made it onto Blu-ray so far. I mean, all the old universals are still languishing in the vault somewhere, aren't they? But, um, you know, we have, we have got The Exorcist now finally on Blu-ray in both versions, theatrical and um, director's cut. We've got The Thing. I love The Thing. Awesome movie. We've got Texas Chainsaw. It's, it's out on Blu-ray. You know, the, the, these are some absolutely pivotal, um, you know, cultural horror zeitgeist movies which change the scene irrevocably. Uh, American Werewolf, there's a great Halloween movie. You know, it's got, it's got the chills, it's got the thrills, it's got a bit of humour in there as well. But my God, the opening scenes on the moors, spooky, spooky stuff. Um, Poltergeist, good Blu-ray and uh, an outstanding um, horror movie. It's got all the requisite things you need from a, from a horror film. It's not too nasty. See, this is where there's a distinction between, I, I find for Halloween, um, you know, I don't want stalk and slash. I don't want anything particularly gruesome. I want something that has that kind of authentic autumnal, you know, wintry night. Autumnal wintry night? See, I've lost the plot already. <laughs> um, God, you never you know, have one to begin The full moon, the, the, you know, the, the clouds across the moon, the wind through the trees, all that sort of stuff. You want chills, not necessarily, you know, the gruesome bits. I mean, I, I love all yeah, the nasty do. stuff as well. Well, I mean, yeah, well, there's, there's, there's a point. What what films, what horror films have managed to combine the two successfully the, you know, without just without just grossing your mouth? Yeah, Evil Dead, there you go. That's, that's possibly the greatest one. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna come to that. <laughs> a more in a more modern setting, Saw, you could argue, combines the both. Oh, well the first one anyway, part one to fifteen or whatever's left don't but the first Saw film was good. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it now. It was good, it was frightening. I see they're making it in 3D yeah, now. It was quite, yeah, quite, quite original, yeah, wasn't it? Bits first flying at you, so you're actually in the traps yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I like the atmosphere is the thing for me. And a, a great Halloween movie, and, until the, the Scooby-Doo style ending, is Sleepy Hollow. Absolutely wonderful. Loads of atmosphere there. There's a little bit of gore in it as well. Lots of heads coming off there, isn't there? Uh, but it's, it's, a, it's a good old-fashioned or literary style um, of, of horror story. And uh, the, the thrills and chills come thick and fast. Great atmosphere to it, lovely sets. You, you, this is a film where you actually enjoy the old Hammer-style um, sets where they, they've, they've created the sets on, on a soundstage to look realistic, you know, but they don't. They've got that sort of fairy tale quality to them. Wonderful, wonderful movie. Uh, as I say, it's, Johnny Depp faints a few too many times in it for some reason, um, and the explanation at the end is totally Scooby-Doo. But, you know, it's a, that, that's a good one. That's one I'll, I'll watch on Halloween. It's got, every, it's got everything you need. And it's a more modern one as well, you know what I mean? Because it's been a bit lacklustre over the last year at least, looking at whatever horrors have been coming out. New ones. Wolfman oh, new, was out this year, yeah? Yeah, Wolfman. Mm. Rubbish. Uh, wouldn't say rubbish. I, I, I would enjoyed say it. rubbish. I enjoyed it. I, I accept it's, it's... Oh, come it's, on. It's, Do you remember stupid. the fight? Do you remember the yeah. fight? The two... Oh, my God. I mean, like, come on. There was a perfect chance to to have made, you know, a a real good update of the original story, but they messed it around so badly. Production problems ad infinitum, um, but that's still no excuse for a really slapdash screenplay. However, I mean, I I 
I reviewed this quite extensively. In fact, I think I reviewed the same film about five times, different formats and bloody in the cinema release and different uh, regions. But you know, I still get off on watching it. I still enjoy it. I, I tell you what, because it's, it's a wolfman, and I just love that that creature. I have to say that it does create very, very good atmos. It's incredibly well done. The actors are spot on, Del Toro and um, Hopkins. But my God, the story and the, what actually happens is just nonsense. It's nonsense. It's an absolute bloody mess. The fact uh, that the, the boys and um, being human do it better, a lot better. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's it good was, fun. Yeah. Being human, being human was, was, a, was a modern one. Yeah, that is. And it's quite, it can have its moments to scare as well. I'm just looking at what else is out this year. We've got a remake of Nightmare on Adam Street. Anyone see that? I haven't. Yes, I've seen that. Any I good? advise you all not to bother with it. That is the original Nightmare on Elm Street um, freaked me out good style when I first saw that, and still does now. I think it's a great, great horror movie. Um, and, and forget about Freddy Krueger becoming an icon. The rest of the series just completely ruined the whole thing, watered it all down. Stupid. But the first one is um, is controversial. It's troubling. It definitely gets inside and, and wrecks you up a little bit. But the remake tries to be controversial, fails dismally, tries to put a new spin on it. You know, this whole child murder, paedophilia style thing. Yeah. Uh, they've got a few twists in there. But it is boring beyond belief. You know, you should not... A film like Nightmare on Street should not be put you to sleep in the first place. It should make you terrified of ever shutting your eyes again. The <laughs> first one does that in spades. This one, I, I, I yawned all the way through it. Absolutely pee-poor it is. Terrible, terrible. Yeah. Do not ever, ever waste your time with it. I wouldn't mind, but uh, you know, I I heard that it was coming, and then it arrived with a little more than a little splash. So I took it that it was absolute nonsense. Much you like it, you heard much, it was coming, and then it arrived with a splash. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, a little splash, a tinkle. <laughs> Another remake that is down baddie this year. Predators watched it. I think two days ago. How do people get away with making these atrocious remakes? It's uh, studios and executive producers knowing they've got a bankable product. But then, Pure but then, and simple. The original Predator was one of the most... It, it was a terrifying action film. I mean, like, it had absolutely everything. And this, this, this was more or less a remake, but yet it managed to fail so badly. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's lousy. Absolutely lousy. It um, was all not, right. Oh, well, it was not What are you worried right. about? Terrible. What do you it's want terrible. out of these things? It was Rodriguez playing, throwing a load of spaghetti at the screen and something was sticking. It was fun. It oh, was come a on. It was a load. It was so much in there that you could have a laugh at. Yeah, well, like, yeah that was the wrong a, thing samurai, about. A samurai and a predator having a fight. Oh, that was awesome. Oh, it come was on. not awesome. It, it was. was. Taking on a predator with a sword. Come on, that's fantastic. Should have been fantastic, but it was so... So the opposite of awesome. It was unbelievable. If, if Arnie can't beat a predator, then a little Chinese guy, forget about it. I don't care how big it's Rubbish. Yeah, but a guy with a really big nose can do it though, can't he? Uh, That's yeah, true. Well. But he did have an automatic shotgun, so what are you going to do? Crazy film, speaking of crazy. We the crazies out this year. That was reasonable. It was another, reasonable. I quite enjoyed an, that. A, another kind of the hills of eyes, devil's rejects, everyone goes kind of nuts in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind well, of way. They're, just, they're redressed zombie movies, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, they really Ramiro are. Ramiro himself did it. He, he virtually, he done Night of Living Dead and he thought, okay, this is way back in 73. He thought, right, I've had success with that. What am I going to do now? Oh, he had that season of the witch thing, which was a complete not a flop. Oh, oh the, no, zom- our, our- the zombies kind of, um, people like that. But I can't do zombies again so soon. What can I do? Oh, I know. I'll just turn the entire town into um, blood-curdling maniacs. And and, it's, uh, but they're virtually zombies. And sounds, you, get, you can be affected as well. So Sounds very like one of my favourite all-time horror movies, 28 Days Later, yeah, which, yeah. which, which yeah. was surprisingly good. Very similar, but done a whole lot better, in my uh, humble opinion. Speaking of Season of the Witch, I think we're getting the remake of that, aren't we, with Nicolas Cage and Ron Perlman? Are we? I do believe we are, yeah, but I think it's been delayed now to to, to, to tell Is that a remake of Romero's movie? I think it is. It's called Season of the Witch, and it's no, I, you know what, Jay, I don't, I don't think it is. I think it's, I think it's an original um, script, original oh, screenplay, because like Season of the Witch in um, Romero's hands was also known as Jack's Wife. It was a tale of suburban paranoia, <laughs> oh. and uh, this is Jack's misses. Go slightly loopy. If I remember right, I've got it somewhere, but it's not very good. It's barely even a horror movie. 
Um, and there is some little bit of witchcraft. The one you're talking about genuinely is set in like the, um, I don't know, the 14th century or something like that. And Dark it's a, ages. A, a witch hunt, yeah. Oh, yeah, it looks kind of good, though. There was a one about a similar sort of topic, which was um, Black Death, about witchcraft, and of course, the Black Death with Sean Bean in it. And uh, I don't know if anyone saw that. Oh, Sean Bean, the one who stars in B movies now, doesn't he really? Oh, well, I, I thought this was really good. I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, quite authentic when it comes to the, uh, the Black Death itself, what it does to people. And um, basically, they're a bunch of. Um, God-fearing knights who go on this crusade to go to this village, which apparently hasn't been afflicted by the Black Death, and Black they want to find out why. Yeah. <clears throat> well, so I'm going to ruin that. Yeah, I know. Don't hand. spoil it. Oh, well, no, <laughs> yeah, no spoil this, it. this is the this is just the basic plot of it, mate. I won't I won't give you anything more than that. But it, it is it's it'll mess with you. <laughs> it will definitely mess with you. It's good. It's good. And this year as well, we had Survival of the Dead. The latest zombie installment. I haven't seen that personally. I actually really, really like Dawn of the Dead. Would be on one of my top Dawn ten. Of the Dead. Yeah. Top ten horror movies. The 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 the, a, the, the remake of that one. I I I liked it. It's not one where they're trapped in the shopping center with Ving Rhames. Yeah. yeah, that's really oh. good. That's great fun. See, you're talking about the remake, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. See, I don't really watch old films. <laughs> uh, this is this is this is why this is why this list of British Film Institute ones is killing me. And the great expectations. It's got a mono soundtrack. Mono. <laughs> I got seven black, speakers too many. What are, what are we doing here? As well. Yeah, and it doesn't even fill the whole screen. It's just a box bit in the middle. Oh my oh god! My god. <laughs> that's anyway. how they used to live, Jay. <laughs> really, uh, really horror, isn't it? That's <laughs> <laughs> so horrific. It's like, oh no! Ah! The horror, the horror. <laughs> anyway, a No, no. I have to say, one of my one of my favourites now would be the Amityville Horror. Speaking of horrors and older movies, I don't uh, know. You're what, talking I, the original one now, yeah? I'm talking the original for once. Mario yes. Kidder. Yes, I have to say that just inspires terror every single time I watched it. Every single. Yeah. Time. I mean, I mean, the, the thing is, you go into a house and, so, and suddenly something breathes at you. Get out. Do, a fa- do yourself a favour and get out because obviously it doesn't want you there. So Unless, take the hint from day one, you know. Exactly, exactly. You're, you're, you're God of Almighty. Yeah, that's a, that's a, good, that's a good scare. Jay, the great James Brolin's in that as well. Anyone else notice that uh, James Brolin and Christian Bale are absolute dead ringers? Absolute, absolute dead ringers. I take it from your lack of reaction that no one else has noticed this. No. <laughs> They are James. one and the same. You'll never see them in the same film together. Really? <laughs> Unless it's a split screen. You can do anything with effects now, you know. <laughs> well, we're, we're talking about, um, obviously, Hollywood horror here, but um, Mark, let's look a little bit towards the East. And um, a, a few years ago, we had a, a big influx of Asian horror. Um, are there still the titles coming through that in, in that genre that are, are still good quality? Yeah. Yes and no. The, the, I think the problem is whenever you get a decent amount of um, titles coming out, there's always a, a point at which it the the wave kind of breaks, you know, and it's fallen into a bit more formulaic territory these days. You know, everything tends to follow the same standard blueprint of Ringu, the the Grudge, you know, Duon, the like. Um, Little girls with long hair, you know, it, it's moving in weird ways. It's it's just not that scary anymore, you know. It's well, it, it isn't. I mean, it's it, the norm it, now. Yeah, exactly. It's once it's been parodied, once it's it's reached yeah, it's, kind it's of. Yeah, um, it's a cliche now, isn't it? Yeah, which which seems strange that you know we're literally. I mean, what was Hideo Nakata's uh, Ringu was that was nineteen ninety eight. I mean, we're only twelve years after it, and already it's. It's become a cliche, you know. I mean, how long have we been watching zombie movies, you know, vampire movies and the like? Not all... long enough. <laughs> <laughs> the genre will never die, never well, dry up. I'll, I'll tell you, Mark, I have to agree with you. The latest Asian horror that I picked up was one called Womb Ghosts. Oh, about God. fetuses coming back from beyond the grave to haunt <laughs> women. Absolute nonsense. Not so very scary at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All sorts of stuff coming out sideways. Absolute nightmare. But they have the little girls with the long hair, and it really is not scary anymore. And there's about seven or eight of them, and they fly around the place as well. So it should be extra scary, but it's not 
So Offensive yeah, I think I, I think I think we're we're well overdue for a new wave of horror to come from somewhere. I don't know where, but, but we that, need something new. Well, maybe you get one from the North Pole and you, or Antarctica, and you could call it Pingu. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> well, I waited for a good five minutes to get that line in. <laughs> oh my God! But see, the thing is, all the all you the froze titles, me out. <laughs> all the titles that came after Ringu tended to to focus on the idea of having, you know, this scary child and, and that kind of malarkey. But very little was ma- yeah, very little was made of the fact that really the, the centre of it, the scariest thing, was that it was supposed to be this, this video. It was, it, it was centering around something that is in basically everyone's home. And that's, yeah. you know, the, the same as uh, paranormal activity or poltergeist or anything that's, you know, scares inside your own house. It it kind of draws you in. It's something that you can relate to, but most evil lurking in the most mundane of everyday things. Yeah, and and exactly. uh, they, they they try to take it to the next level. Did you ever see that one? Pulse. Um, it's to do with a message going around the internet as well. I can't, I can't no, remember. I saw that. I saw. I, I'm sure there was one called Pulse where it was um, the family terrorized in their home by you know kind of ghosts in the electric uh, electric works and that kind of thing. Because it was a very yeah. scary little cat clock. Whose eyes moved back and forth? Anyone ever see that? No. That nope. Sounds like a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it scared me as a child. I'm sure I haven't dreamt it. <laughs> no, this one, this one, this one. <laughs> <laughs> and when 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 the pendulum moves, the cat's eyes move from left to yeah, right. Yeah, that was it. That's a You've cartoon, you maniac. It's a cartoon. <laughs> Fritz the cat. I'm I'm sure it is. I'll tell you though what was scary. There was one episode of the Waltons. That was <laughs> No, no, no! Don't even. Lie. There was an episode of the Waltons where uh, whatever. Ma, you know, Ma, Ma was in the nip in the jacuzzi. Sweet no, Jesus! No. Put your clothes back on. No, <laughs> the little girl had had a little doll on the windowsill, and it got up and it moved. Oh, now I'm oh. sure I didn't dream that one. And the rocking chair moved what, as well. The, in the Waltons. In the Waltons, I'm, I swear to God. I'm you, sure you, the cabin was you, possessed. Were you smoking crystal meths again when you were watching this episode? No, I'll, I'll tell you, I may have been dreaming the Pulse one, but I'm telling you, the Waltons happened. <laughs> well, folks, it's over to you guys, because if anyone out there is a Waltons fan, I'm sure you can, you can put him straight on that. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, who won the last poll about Alien versus oh, Aliens? Oh, oh. I thank you. Oh. Thank you. Thank you, faithful listeners. Coming to my rescue, making Mark and Chris look like they don't know what they're talking about again. <laughs> no, it, it just it just shows uh, it just shows that the the mass market are brain dead and not they'll expect anything and they'll like it. All oh, right, That's the scariest Jesus. thing this Halloween. We had, we had a, a crazy where possessed we? cat clock apparently. All oh, right, right, we're talking about Asian horror. Right, go on, Mark, keep it going there. You're doing a good job. <laughs> I don't know where we were. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It well, hit a point of, you know, kind of proliferation, then it just ebbed away and slowly it became more and more formulaic. Like like any Well they started being remade, didn't they, in the States yeah, at the start. Yeah, it, it that was roots. almost like they weren't coming up with new ideas, they were just Kiss franchises almost. They could have almost all been part of one singular franchise of scary little girls that terrorise people. What one of the most That's a god street. That's an apt description. Uh did you ever see that one REC from Spain? It was made, I think, in 2008. It's a documentary style yeah. one. Yeah. What did you think of that? I thought that was... Zombies possibly... in the yes. apartment block. That's yes. the one. Now, it's, not not, the remake. it's not bad. I must admit, I, really... I, don't, I don't like these things where it's a camcorder. You know, because I just, I just don't buy into it. Even though it's meant to heighten reality. Oh, my God, they're actually there. They're filming this, so it's real footage. But somehow that barrier gets gets put up between me and the film then. It's so uh, you know things like that, and what was that one with the big creature in um, New York? Cloverfield. Yeah. Oh, I really like Cloverfield. Uh, yeah. See, I I just can't get on with the first person you know perspective. That yeah, yeah, it, it that's, just that's what it is. It feels really contrived, and from that moment on, I just I I just don't buy it. Mm. Having said that, a uh, rec or REC is probably one of the one of the better uh, examples is. of the form. It it, it does it's, actually get you going. It's really jumpy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally enjoyed it. Uh, no, I haven't. I've I've seen the remake, which is not worth the while watching. Yeah. But, uh, I must. Is the second one any good? I've not watched it, but I believe it. It's a SWAT team going in, and uh, all hell breaks loose. It, it just follows on directly from the end of the first movie. Fantastic. It's the same building, but you know, 
Yeah, more yeah, zombies. I, I, I will have a look at that now. Yeah, I'll one... check it out as well. The first one was the first one was really good. I'd recommend that as possibly one of the best original horrors I've seen in the last, you know, three or four years, whatever. The, the zombie films, pardon the pun, just refuse to die because they're still getting made now, and there's loads and loads. And there's one called The Horde Out, which is a uh, some I think it's French, where a bunch of uh, unpleasant ne'er do wells get holed up, and again, it's an apartment block. There's cops in there. French. There's a uh, yeah, I think it's French. Um, cops, is it French? Le Horde? Yeah, there, it's a, called Le Horde. It is. A, a building full of French. I mean, that is pretty horrifying. <laughs> and, uh, there's, there's, there's cops, there's bad guys, oh, there's druggies, and they, yeah. they have to like band together to fight off the uh, the you know, rampaging hordes of the undead, which are outside. Oh, that Paris, sounds good. It's very good. It's, you know, it's the same old formula again, isn't it? You know, humanity gets whittled down to a core group of disparate personalities who must struggle to get on with it just to survive. I mean, it's been done, you know, you know, ad nauseum, but uh, it's a formula that just, just you, know, you can't lose with it, can you? And apparently it's pretty gruesome as well. That and there's another good. one as well. There's one, uh, I've forgotten what it's called now, it's only just coming out, and I think it's set in, um, it's either South America or it's in Africa, <laughs> and it's two American... <laughs> <laughs> that narrows it down. It, it, it's, it's hot anyway. <laughs> Well, but it's just people who are just, you know, there's zombies everywhere. A zombie plague has overtaken the uh, whatever country we happen to be in. And these two American aid workers have to fight their way through it. And apparently that's very good as well. I really should pay more attention when I read these. You should, especially to the names. <laughs> coming soon, synopsis, shouldn't I? <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to. Did you see that one called Skyline? It looks to be a cross between War of the Worlds and Cloverfield. Skyline, nope. Yeah, Skyline, it's about, um, I hope I've got the name right now, but it's about, <laughs> basically... You guys, <laughs> man. <laughs> no, I have gotten the name right. It is called Skyline, because I looked it up before we started this goddamn podcast. Uh, but it's it's coming out now, uh, in another couple of weeks, it looks very, very good. Although it'll probably be rubbish, all the best bits are probably in the trailer, as per usual. So that's like an alien invasion movie, then? Yeah, another alien invasion movie. It but appears but, to be a slew of them, because there's a one called Battlefield L.A., uh, which is oh, a, a no. similar sort of thing. You remember um, Battlefield Earth? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> that was a horror movie. Dear God almighty, yeah. <laughs> the dreadlocked aliens. It worked in Predator. Why the hell didn't it work in this? Yeah, oh, because he had stupid. John Travolta playing him, that's why. <laughs> As eight foot tall, complete buffoon. Yeah. He's totally living out his Scientology fantasy. To <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, but it was by L. Ron Hubbard, wasn't it? He was the guy who found it. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, well, nonsense. Yeah, um, I'm not saying anything against them because I watched the recent Panorama. No, I think I am perfectly yeah. credible religion, and I think Tom Cruise is very sane. Scientology. I don't care. You idiots, you, come and get me if you want. Are you being deeply sarcastic, Mark? No, no, it, it, no. He's just very, being terrified. Very credible. Just very credible. I watched Panorama with their yeah. laser beam eyes and their alien gods. <laughs> It's just as believable what they're coming up with it? as um as what, the what, 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 what you you No. No. I don't I don't watch oh, scary stuff. Well, they scared do. the crap out of me. Yeah. The Scientologists. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Come and get me. But what what do they call Titans <coughs> or Titans? I'm not afraid. <laughs> While I get a bit of damn airtime, listen, Pulse. You you have the last five minutes with your J horror. Well, so you've been looking up Pulse on the internet. Now. Yes, I have. Okay, right. It doesn't have the picture of the cat eyes. Okay, all right. I may have dreamt that. I'll give you that. But it says on IMDb, 1988, an intelligent pulse of electricity is moving from house to house. It terrorizes the occupants by taking control of the appliances, either killing them or causing them to wreck the house in an effort to destroy it. See, my, God, my wife, my wife must have that. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, my wife's still got a pulse. Oh, she better not be listening. You'd be battered. Oh, Look up that Wolfson's she... episode as well. <laughs> she did hear that. I, I don't know if you picked up the uh, the, the vicious. <laughs> no, I, I'm gonna say, go get out. You want to be careful? She doesn't pull one of those many uh, swords off the wall and lop off your member. The, the message. Put the knife down, Janet. <laughs> I'm on air. <laughs> I'm on air. <laughs> 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 I'm reading the news. Uh, right, at this point, we're having our first AV Forums podcast domestic. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, put the knife down. 
Uh, it's okay, she's gone. Coast is clear. <laughs> oh dear. I might not wake up tomorrow in one piece. Does anyone know a good Walton's website? <laughs> yeah, rotten.com. Is it? <laughs> yeah, go on, Mark. Look on it. <laughs> That's, That's not the Walton's. There's no way on earth there was a, a haunting story in that. I, I kind of dreamt it. I, I, I think there was actually. Uh, ah, it, it was a type of program that picked up on on important issues that was going on in America. <laughs> Possessed toys in wilderness shacks. I'm going to prove you're wrong, like I did with Seven. No, that's still unfounded. Oh, Seven <laughs> nightmare movie, nightmare movie. This time it is a nightmare movie. Beyond belief. What about that remake of Let Me In? Let the right one in. Yeah, apparently it's very good, isn't it? Apparently so. Apparently. Um, I wonder if it follows the original plot exactly, because otherwise it's going to be pretty pointless watching it. (laughs) Right, The The Waltons, Season 7, Episode The Changeling. Thank you very much. I'll take all that. Explain. The Changeling. Right, yeah, just Google it. No, you you tell us. You tell us. I don't know, because I haven't hit the button yet. Hit the button then. Luckily, I've got fast internet. Oh, it's really, really long. Jim Bob, your cousin George. I'm going to be married next week. Kirk, congratulations. Oh, my God, I'm not reading all of this. This is rubbish. It's the whole script of the world. <laughs> yeah. Ow. So that was a scary film, The Changeling. Yeah, The Changeling was. And, you know, speaking of spooky toys coming to life, you know, what about, uh, what about Magic, the ventriloquist dummy, and the original Dead of Night, another ventriloquist dummy, things like that. And, of course, Poltergeist, with its, uh, the doll. Ugh, the doll. The drags a kid under the bed. Child's play. Oh, I was going to say child's yeah, play. Yeah, child's play. Scared the hell out of me. The original child's play, yeah. The sequels just became a bit silly. Oh, yeah. They they became a bit kind of absurdist, but the original, ugh, never liked those little dolls. Incidentally, there's a, a new film out, Joe Dante's new film. Um, oh, God, I've forgotten what it's called. It's only just come out as well. <laughs> what happens to me when... Oh, <laughs> you're right, Mark. Used... Look at as Elizabeth attempts to sleep, she sees her raggedy Ann doll change positions. She is scared and hides under the covers. Thank you very Ooh. much. <laughs> See, I knew I didn't imagine it. So all this proves that you used to watch the Waltons. It's actually, it's actually fascinating how much absolute is inside your head. Why did you even bother, <laughs> why did you even bother remembering that fact? What a waste it's of space. It, it chewed up 10 minutes worth of podcast time. That's true. And we are struggling 40 minutes in. My list is depleted. Although, no sadly, more. Phil might edit it all out. But at least Mark's talking about stuff that he's actually seen. The Mottman oh, okay. Prophecy. There was <laughs> the old, another the one. The Hammer House of Horror TV show. The, the episode oh. of the Full Moon. Brilliant. Uh, it, was, it was a great series. The first series Brilliant. was actually, actually pretty much wonderful. And you've got in that Diana Dawes runs like a little, um, it's a house in the middle of the woods and it yep. tends to lure in people whose cars have crashed on the country lanes outside. And what happens is she's got hordes of kids in there. You know, you all know this one, don't you? And uh, what she's doing, uh, her husband, the woodsman, the wood, the axe, bad axeman is actually a werewolf and he impregnates all the young women who end up there. <laughs> Off they go. And then at the end of their term, they find themselves drifting back to this house and they're waited on hand and foot by all these kids and a, a, a dosingly smiling uh, Diana Dawes as she gives birth to another one of the pack. But um, in this particular episode, you have the, uh, her husband comes to, uh, to her aid, well, tries to, and you meet the woodsman and he turns into the wolf. But there's a sequence earlier on when they're first in, the, uh, in this house and the full moon's out there, they hear a howling out there. And it's, I think it's um, Christopher Casanova is, the, is the, the guy who plays the husband. He pulls the curtain back and looks out, and there at the base of the girl upstairs, and there at the base of the air uh, in the house, caught in a shaft of moonlight, is the wolf in full wolf form, looking straight up at them, knowing they're there. And Jesus, when I first saw that as a kid, oh, it just it completely blew me away. Just the fact that he was there, he doesn't do anything, he's just standing there looking at them. Freaked me out, good style. Got the box set a few years ago on DVD, went straight to that episode. Same sequence, I thought, ah, it's going to be rubbish now. I'm, I'm far more advanced than this juvenile pap. Scared the bejeebus out of me again. It was just unbelievably good. So recommend that one. That's a good one for Halloween as well. Mm-hmm. Children of the Full Moon, Hammer House of Horror. 
Was that a one kind of set in Britain or was it? Yeah, it was in Britain. Yeah. They all were. Oh, yeah. They were. yeah. I don't know. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think a couple were set in Europe, but they actually were still in Britain. You know what I mean? They just said, oh, we're, we're in France now. <laughs> but See, does that make it? still London. Yeah, does that make it scarier, though? You know, because sometimes you watch these films where, you know, they're in somewhere, you know, backwoods of America and the like. And it's just, you know, it's not the same thing that I can see when I look out of my window. So, you know, you're kind of at a distance to it, whereas stuff that's set in in Britain, in in kind of suburbia and that kind of place can often be scarier. Yeah. Well, this, this this was the great transition of horror, though, wasn't it? Because you know all the original horror movies up until about the nineteen sixties tended to be, you know, they're in the the woods, they're on the moors, they're in Castle castles. On the hill, yeah, yeah. They're, they're in they're in places completely, you know, removed from modern reality. So you know, it was great in the, in in their time for for audiences who were being transported to these places they could never get to in you know, in real life. And then all of a sudden, the sixties became, you know, let's bring horror home. Romero did it. Um, Roman Polanski did it with the Tenant, and uh, what was the other one? Uh, Repulsion brought horror into urban settings. Brought the horror home to you, and it was it was hard hitting. Yeah. So I mean, as you say, when you watch horror films which are set in Britain, especially modern day Britain, yeah, I think there's there's a definite greater edge to it. Look at American Werewolf. I mean, that was a. I keep coming back to that one, but that was a, mo- a modden for its time. It's still pretty much modern now. Uh, using the underground, you know, for God's sake, everyone's been on the underground, but you'd never seen it used as a device for horror, or apart from the early yeah. 70s movie Deathline. But you know, it, it was still unusual and far more savage to see a thing that you use perhaps even daily as being a scene of absolute, you know, horror and chaos. Yeah, you mentioned the underground. A big one for me was remember uh, watching as a kid was Quatermass in the pit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which you know they find this object in the London Underground, and you know they assume is it something you know an unexploded bomb? Is it a secret German aircraft or something? Uh-uh. And there's lots of hauntings in the area, and you know they find it's a Martian spacecraft, and that just was, that was one a of really the first clever time. screenplay that by Nigel Neal because it, it formed the basis of uh, what we take to be the devil because he had yeah. hot. Because in, in the possession that that Hobbs thing Lane. was creating, Hobbs Lane, yeah? yeah. And the story of the policeman who went in there and uh, he's driven mad by the scratchings on the wall and all this. Oh, dear. Yeah, there was. And, and that, this was all the basis of our modern folklore, you know, for the, the devil and the occult and Satanism. Tremendous stuff. Yeah. Very clever. Yeah. Nigel Neal, marvelous, marvelous writer. You've had the, the attempts to bring, um, you know, hoodies and that sort of thing in, in, into horror movies, haven't you? There's been plenty of them now. There's a film called Heartless that was. Yeah, you know, pretty grim. And you had um, Eden Lake, uh, which I think thank, that was a film I dre- I didn't I really didn't want to see it at all because I, I detest and well, as we all do, you know, the violence on the streets these days and the fact that these yobs get away with abs- literally murder. Eden Lake was a film I, I thought uh, I don't want to see this, but everyone would say no, it's not what you think. Despite the things that they do and you know the you know the uh, the, the <laughs> metaphors for, for modern society, it's actually a good horror film and it is. It does. It does take you out of that. Oh my God! This happens around the corner. You know, you hate you. It's going to put you in fear of any gang of hoodies on the street. Um, but you should be anyway. But it actually does work as a, as a good survivalist horror movie. A nice reinvention of what is essentially an American genre: the survivalist horror. You know, Deliverance, The Hills of Eyes, that sort of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That was a very uniquely American sort of thing because uh, America has this deep-seated fear of itself. More than if, more than like you know foreign part, foreign nations, it, it's terrified of its own people. Um, so that that brought out that genre. So to see an English version of that was actually yeah, that that worked because it, God, that's that's here, you know, on a you know a, a disused quarry um, down the road sort of thing. I do. I like there's, there's there's a brilliant French one called, and you know what it is? It's the constant strive for realism and horror. You know, really, really put you in a situation like you guys were saying about stuff in the home, like like the tape from Ringu and stuff like that. You know, there's a great French one called Eels, and it's it, I think it's called Dem, and it's Dem, very, very yeah, like the Dem. others. It's a fantastic film. Really, really put you on edge, and there's lots of banging around the place, and they're cowering in the kitchen, and they're afraid. It's pure upstairs. dread, isn't it? It really is pure dread, and the others does it to a certain extent. Ah, oh, the but, others. 
it just uh, sorry yeah sorry yeah the others the others does very well but there was another one what was the other one called uh, where where they went into the house it was like almost like an English remake of Eel yeah it's oh god what's it called the strangers the, the, the strangers yeah, there's another one as well there's another one just coming out about, is about, there uh, yeah oh it's a British or American can't remember <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway that 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 kind of put you put you into an element in your own house the way Paranormal Activity did it as well. They're, these are the new genre of horrors that are actually succeeding and frightening people. Whereas if you look at stuff like, you know, the recent, even, even the recent vampire movies like Drag Me to Hell and Thirst, they're good, but they don't, they're more about the story behind it rather than, you know, frightening. They're, fan- they're fantastical, aren't they? Yes, they're, it's, it's like Pan's Labyrinth would be a very, very good example of a modern horror that's not actually frightening, but tells a terrifying story. See, this is the sad thing about, about the horror genre right now. It's going to be very hard for a fantastical style of, a, of horror movie, with lit, you know, literally with creatures or the unknown, the supernatural, uh, to make an impact, especially in comparison to you know, a horror film which uses the type of violence and things that can ha- intimidation that can happen to people really in real life. Yes. It, it's not going to be as hard-hitting. Because well, deep down inside, you know it's not real. Um, I'll, 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 I'll tell you one 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 of the one of the best recent examples. Very topical. Buried. I don't know if any of you have ever seen it. No, I'm here. Reynolds, great, isn't it? Yes, great reports back that it's that intense claustrophobia, and although not a whole lot happens in the hour and a half or whatever, it literally sucks you in, puts you in a really uncomfortable position, and ends up frightening you as a result. But mm. I do think that we will probably end up going back to you know, large-scale, you know, hordes of zombies, you know, weird well, monsters say, and the like. They're, st- they're still there, the zombies. And it, but, it, uh, but, it's, but it's becoming tired, it's becoming repetitive, the same but old where's the, I mean, there was, we've, we've got the same kind of monsters. We've got still zombies and vampires don't go away. But when was the last time you saw a genuinely original creation, as in, say... You know, an alien, a monster, something, you know, uh, something that you could say uh, Geiger would come up with. When was the last time you saw something genuinely iconic, you know, a predator um, figure, something like that? It's that you might bit of good news for you. Uh, Quakes and Master in the Pit is going to be remade because you guys probably are aware that Hammer has now finally been reborn with the film Let Me, Let Me In, the remake of Let the Right One In. Hammer is behind that and they're remaking... And if this is genuinely true, it's not like one of those rumours which cropped up so many times in the past. Um, they are the ones behind Let Me In, and they're doing a remake of Queen of in the Pit. Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires, believe it or not, is on the cards. Really... Wow, how are they going to do that, and what is the amazing story behind that title? Well, Dracula, who's not played by Christopher Lee in the original version, um, in that they made in like 1970. He, he, he must be having that, a day off, was he? <laughs> it was the end. He refused to do it point blank. Said, Look, I've, I've had enough of this cape and these fangs and the, the red content lenses. Screw it. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm going off to, to do to do Dracula for a Spanish version. That's what he actually did do after saying, I'm a, no, no more of this. I'm not the Count anymore. And he went off and did his uh, Spanish version. <laughs> Hypocrite. Anyway, um, so it's, it's Dracula, this sort of um, Japanese... Monk, not Japanese. It's China, isn't Spanish. it? Spanish. <laughs> no, no. The Seven Golden Vampires. It, it, it's it's the, it's the it's vampires and uh, the you know the Shaw Brothers kung fu movie rolled yeah. into one. The Shaw Brothers um, put the money up for it. Hammer guys directed it and created it. Um, you had Peter Cushing in there, very very haggard in this one, um, and a few other le- lesser notable people. And they have lots. Yeah, it's quite. It's got some great scenes in it because these seven golden vampires need Dracula to keep them going. And they have this village in their thrall. Basically, they come down and they grab seven virgins and sacrifice them to keep their bloodline going uh, in this ferocious ritual thing. And Peter Cushing replies, replies his role as Van Helsing. Jenny's out there to finally face down against his old adversary one last time. And uh, it, but it has these hordes of this phrase of hordes of the undead. It's quite prevalent tonight. They they rise from their graves and they're all mouldering and they don't in this weird they're sort mouldering. of slow motion mouldering. Yeah, there's, there's smoke moldy. and steam coming off them. Oh, yeah, smoldering. No, it's it, the word is mouldering. Trust me. Oh, mouldering because they're, they're decayed. Look oh, it up. They're, they're getting mouldy like 
and there's steam coming off them. They're getting mouldy, like yes. All right, they're mouldering. They're mouldering and they're smouldering. Go on dictionary.com. They converge on on the village, and you see a prologue sequence and a later battle. You have lots of battles with these guys, and they they wear these strange masks, and they don't they, they don't shuffle. They hop. They hop in slow motion. Masks. Vampire frogs. Doesn't that sound utterly ridiculous? And when you watch it, yes. it's really, really creepy. It's, <laughs> because they've got this strange, this strange soundtrack behind them. And, um, and and the way it's been shot, and the, there are, there's hundreds of these guys, and they're storming down the hill in slow motion. Hopping you see, you see at, le- at, le- really at, least that, at least that sounds semi-frightening, although also semi-ridiculous. What have we got now? Twilight Moon, emo vampires with GHDs. How did that happen? Who let exactly. that happen to the vampire? It's no acceptable. It's How a team come it icon. took so long for the parody to come out? You've got Vampire Suck coming out now, haven't you? Yeah, that's Which is right. Sort of scary movie style, airplane style, you know, P take of it. I'm, I mean, like, I, I don't even think there is a need for the parody. You just have to watch the original. It's yeah. laughably bad. Yeah. I, I refuse to. I saw the first Twilight. I will not watch any more of that. Utter it's nonsense. Oh, really, really. I'm glad it's just the young folk. Hopefully they'll grow up and mature and get some sense. You know what I mean? Halloween uh, is the greatest Halloween movie anyway. It's, it's completely, you know, epitomizes what Halloween is. Because Halloween has become the American version of Halloween, you know, with trickle treats and all that. That's so deeply entrenched in our society now that, you know, Halloween without it is unthinkable. But, you know, and the greatest screen bogeyman of all, Michael Myers, the first time we had an unkillable, you know, you know, monster who just kept on coming back and coming back. Brilliant. Carpenter at his, well, yeah, almost at his best there. Actually, excellent movie. Halloween, Halloween 2, great double bill for Halloween night. Except Halloween 2 is not on Blu-ray yet. <laughs> And my, my, my recommendation for the viewers would be also a John Carpenter film, and that would have to be The Thing. Yes, The Thing. For, for, for my money, the greatest horror movie ever made with Kurt Russell and the rest of those guys out in the Arctic Circle battling a, an alien, ancient alien monster. Absolutely superb. And it's getting the prequel. It very, is getting a prequel. Soon. Which which we'll draw a judgment on once somebody yeah. has seen us. We'll have to wait till next year for that. We will. The, still, the stills look good though. I think a film just come out, The Wicker Man on Blu-ray. What do you mean just come film out? for Halloween? It's on just Blu-ray this out. month. This month, yeah. Is it? I shall be reviewing it. So keep your grubby mitts off. I didn't. I was about <laughs> to discuss this. I didn't know it was coming out. To, yeah, when when, when out is it coming month. out? UK or US? UK. Oh my god! Yeah, sorry. Um, I'm just I'm just stunned. I'm reading a book about about the making of that film at the moment Ooh. as well. Yeah, so that's what I would say. The Wicker Man, which is one of the greatest English horror films ever made. It is. It's w- w- one of the best British movies ma- ever made. Full stop. Ooh. Very very clever movie. Um, and it's the thing about it though. It, we we cite it's a horror film, and it's not actually a horror movie at all. No, it's, it's just, more kind there's of no there's no monsters. Everyone's basically a good guy doing what they, they do because they believe in it. There's yeah. a reason for everything happening in that. Uh, but it has got one of, I mean, we can talk about the ending because no one doesn't know what the ending is. But it's one of the most shocking climaxes, you know, ever, ever committed to film. Yep. And, it, and the thing about it is you always think he's going to get away with it. Every time he finds, you know, the girl in the cave, he's already clubbed one guy, he's dressed up as the jester. <laughs> I, I, I am going to ruin this film for anyone who hasn't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen sorry, it yet. Sorry, sorry. And uh, you always think he's going to get away with it. I get dead excited. He can actually do it. He can get off the island. Somehow he can do it. Oh, but oh, no, he can't because they're all there waiting for him. Oh, dear. And there uh, the wicker man awaits. But, yeah, excellent, excellent yeah. movie. A damn good choice for Halloween, yeah. Because once again, you've got, you've got freaky kids in masks as well. Ugh. Little heads over the walls and things. Ooh. And, and Brit, Eck- Brit Eklund stunt double behind as well. Yeah. <laughs> what because, more can you want from the film? Because hers wasn't nice enough. <laughs> they, they, they told her that. Sorry, the rest of you is fine, but your, your arse. Sorry, love. No. <laughs> Next. I don't know oh, what's going on because I don't know the story behind her arse. What happened? Well, she, they, uh, use, they use my arse instead. They did. <laughs> <laughs> that I can believe. That's no, why he wouldn't come the, out the room. The, 
the, the most famous scene, apart from the end in the movie, is when because Sergeant Howie Edward Woodward, um, he's the copper who's lord to the island because he's a virgin and he believes yeah. in he's devout with his religion and they need someone like him for the sacrifice. He gets teased by, you know, the daughter of the, you know, the, the land, daughter of the landlord of the pub he's staying in. And it's Britt Eklund and she does this fantastic dance as he's lying there tormented in, in his bedroom over the very thin wall. She's tapping on the wall and she's tapping the stunt buttocks and uh, praying around in a nude. And she sings what's known as Willow Song. Her character's called Willow. And it's a, every schoolboy of a certain from a certain generation, knows that scene intimately. And uh, it goes on for quite some time. And it's a real, real... It's, it's done so well. You do feel his torment, <laughs> even though <laughs> we find... As, while we're watching it, we're finding a release for ourselves. He can't, <laughs> he, he can't do that because he's the devout religious person. No, no, that's the devil's candlestick. <laughs> the devil's candlestick. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tremendous tremendous film yeah and that is a, a, a damn fine recommendation there si. go on Mark you pick your recommendation now for the viewers you see I'm, I'm not a really big kind of horror buff I, okay Mark been... forget it but we'll move on <laughs> moving on Phil okay, your we'll... goal <laughs> no I, I I tend to prefer something that's either a bit more either action oriented or, or kind of a bit more Nudity. comedy in it, you know, something like Evil Dead 2, that kind of thing. So, oh, well, there you go. That's a, that's, Evil Dead 2 is a good recommendation. That's a good Halloween movie because it's, that is not as disturbing or as controversial as the first movie was. It's, ve- it's very action-packed. It's got a great atmosphere to it. There's thrills and chills. It's spooky, but it's not too, you know, it's not too horrible or shocking. That is a, that's the kind of thing that I, I would, you know, like to watch on Halloween. It's got that atmosphere. It's not going to really screw you up. So, yeah. Right, well, that wasn't going to be my recommendation. Well, it is now. Damn you, Mark. (laughs) I said like Evil Dead 2, but that's not going to be my recommendation. Well, if you want to have two goals, have two goals. I just said like Evil Dead 2. Yeah, but that was luring us in. You knew Chris was going to jump all over us. (laughs) Had to do it, didn't you? Look, Makai Tensho, Samurai Reincarnation. You've oh got my god. Samurais, you've got Sonny Chiba as Jubei Yagyu, cutting them to pieces, and an excellent piece of Japanese cinema. So there. Terrifying. Sam- samurai rein- what? reincarnation. Yes. <laughs> Sounds fascinating. <laughs> Nearly as better as that samurai uh, shogun. Sounds assassin. really, really Halloween ish, doesn't it? <laughs> it? Well, reincarnation, I mean, that's not something you see on oh, CBBS, is it? Stick with the, cho- <laughs> stick with the choice I gave you. Evil no, Dead 2. No, no, yeah, Ed, 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 the rest, Leave that, Evil No, Dead. that's generic choice. Generic choice. Too easy. Ooh, I'm Scientology. They're going to sit on you in the ledge and tap on the glass. Ooh, while you're asleep. I really don't know what bothers sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, nor do we. <laughs> Phil, what would your recommendation be for the viewers? Uh, no, for me, um, it has to be American Werewolf. Still, yeah, after classic. all these years, yeah, I, 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 fear that we. You, 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 what? It's the jam mantra. I, 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 was that a mic test? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's hard. I know how you feel now, Mark. <laughs> no, Jay, you don't. No, I don't, and I never will. <laughs> There'll be Sonny Chiba fans everywhere saying, yeah, that's a great recommendation. Good, all, all three of them. Good reference. It's got reincarnation uh, in it. It must be a horror film. <laughs> <laughs> he was reincarnated. <laughs> oh, God. Ah. No, so, so, no, I did uh, American Werewolf in London. Does anyone know if The Seventh Victim is being remade? The Seventh Victim being the old Val Luton movie? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, yes, there is talk of it, yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, I thought we were talking as about well, As well as being um, I, wa- I Walked With a Zombie, that, that's been touted as being remade as well. I know they got the rights to a load of the old RKO movies yeah. were going to be remade. Well, as long as they, you know, they keep the intelligence of the original movies... Don't try and hokey them up a bit because they, you know, for, for vintage horror, they, they're, they're still, you know, right, right up there at the top of the game. 
cat people, you know, curse of the cat people, fantastic stuff. Not not stupid, no no shocks just for the sake of it. Um, very intense. The body snatcher, mind you, you've got a sort of remake of that right now. Well, not a remake, but it's on the same sort of theme. Uh, theme. It's John Landis has just done the Burke and Hare story, hasn't he? Mm. With Andy Serkis and Simon Pegg playing the titular characters, which looks brilliant, by the way. I thought it was a comedy. Well, it it is, but it's you know John Landis, American Werewolf, mm. horror and pathos and comedy in the same package yeah it could work actually I think with Simon Pegg and it, you're gonna have, it's going to be even more comedy isn't it but, but it's probably yeah. only because Simon Pegg's in it yeah, that'll be good uh, got, Simon um, Pegg nah because th- this year you've actually got three of the old um, Terror Titans returning apparently to form so you've got John Landis hasn't done anything for ages you've got um, Joe Dante uh, who's just done The Hole which is I've seen it and I, I, I quite liked it um, and you've got. You quite like the whole. I quite like the whole. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the film's pretty good too. And what's going on? Oh yeah, John Carpenter's got a film now called The Ward, which is meant to be um, a definite return to form for the, the you know for for Carpenter. And let's face it, I'm one of his biggest fans, and but I've got to say that most of the movies he made in the last 10, 10 15 years have been absolute tripe. If well, I, you didn't uh, like. Ghosts of Mars. Ghosts of Mars being the <laughs> oh, oh my God! Flashbacks within flashbacks within flashbacks. Jesus, who you know who comes up with trash like that? Um, well, John Carpenter, obviously. But you know, this is um, it's one of those films. Is, is it really happening, or is it just in the girl's mind? She's the inmate of an asylum, and she's being haunted. But apparently, it's got some real, you know, top-level frights and shocks and scares in it. Great atmosphere. So, you know, that's I, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, well, that's our recommendations um, for great horror movies and stuff you should search out for this Halloween. And we'll be back with another podcast next month. So uh, all I need to do now is thank the team, Chris, Simon, Jer and uh, Mark. And we'll see you again for our next movies podcast very soon. Happy Halloween, listeners. Trick or treat. Mark, say something. Sunny Chiba. Oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> They're gonna get you. They're gonna get you. The AV Podcast was presented by Phil Hinton. Original music by Andrew Bassett and Richard Cosgrove. The AV Podcast was mixed and produced by Phil Hinton, and the senior producer was Stuart Wright. All content, including sound clips and music, is copyright material and featured for promotional use only. The AV Podcast is copyright M2M Limited.